Hello and welcome to BlocksCast. I'm Rick Rogers, Vice President with TownNews.com. And on episode four of BlocksCast, my guest is Sean Fitzpatrick, Digital Director of WIC Communications. Sean leads the digital revenue, audience, and content strategy for WIC Communications, which is a family-owned community media company with newspapers, websites, magazines, and other specialty publications in 12 states. Uh, I've gotten to know the WIC Communications team well. Uh, Francis Wick, the CEO, had me out to speak to a group of his publishers earlier this year, and I was able to sit in uh, for various meetings and really uh, got a firsthand look into the vision of the company, into what uh, Francis Wick wants to accomplish in the communities that they serve. And there's no question that uh, digital revenue growth, digital audience growth, and being uh, even more relevant than they are today in the markets they serve is at the utmost importance for the company. And I think you'll uh, definitely get a look into all of those uh, topics and more during my conversation with Sean. You know, Sean's background is quite interesting. Um, You know, while he's definitely very ingrained into the newspaper side of the media industry. He's also had experience outside of the newspaper business. Uh, He was director of digital media with uh, Channel 13, Tucson News Now, and Tucson, Arizona. And he's also spent some time into uh, the R&D community with various companies, really focused on on interfaces and on uh, digital strategy and interactive marketing. So Sean's background is quite diverse, and I think it's that background that uh, allows him to have kind of a, a, a outlook of the user when looking at their products and always keeping you know the user experience in mind, whether it be you know the steps to subscribe to uh, a digital platform or to the newspaper online or the overall just content experience on one of the WIC websites. And I'll also mention this, you know, Town News, we are blessed to partner with over 1,700 media companies in North America. And WIC Communications and their websites are some of the best in terms of what small media uh, groups and newspapers can do with the tools that Town News offers. Uh, I highly encourage you to check out many of the WIC Communication websites. I'll just throw out the site uh, myheraldreview.com for Sierra Vista, Arizona, which is the headquarters of WIC. And that website is a great one to look at in terms of the the experience that they're offering their readers. Very clean design. And they have really uh, taken advantage of, of many of the tools that Town News offers, not just with its CMS, but also with our data management platform, uh, IQ. Uh, They're seeing some very significant programmatic ad revenue growth through our IQ ad ad ops program. And uh, they have also been the first company to launch our new Now app offered by Town News. So that's why I really wanted to talk with Sean on this episode, because I wanted to kind of share his vision with our listeners and our audience So with that said, sit back and relax and enjoy my conversation with Sean Fitzpatrick, Digital Director of WIC Communications. Well, hey, Sean, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you guys are doing a lot of great things at WIC Communications. 
So I can't uh, thank you enough for taking some time out to join me on the Blockscast. And I thought we would start out with just a, a few, I promise you these will probably be the easiest questions I will ask. So I'm going to throw a couple softballs at you first. But uh, for those who maybe are not aware, um, you know, I think it would be great for you to provide some background on, on you know, who, who WIC Communications is. Um, you know, obviously they're a family owned a newspaper group and, and one that I, that I believe is very aggressive on the digital side of what's going on in our industry. Uh, but if you could really quickly just kind of give us the, the, uh, two minute highlight version of, of what and who WIC Communications is today, Sean. Absolutely. And Rick, uh, thank you for having me as your guest today. I feel honored to uh, participate in the block the blocks cast and uh, basically I'll, I'll hopefully give you the shorter than two minute version. Uh, Wick, Wick communications is a, a very small uh, community newspaper uh, with one alternative weekly uh, collection of newspapers uh, across 12 States uh, was, was 11, but we've just acquired uh, a newspaper in Wenatchee. But uh, home office is located in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and we have uh, we've been around since 1926, and we publish newspapers in Arizona, Alaska, California, Colorado, Idaho, Louisiana, uh, Montana, uh, North Dakota, Oregon, South Dakota. So you're, you're really looking at. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Southern Arizona, uh, a little more in kind of the Colorado, North Dakota area and up in Alaska, um, with, with the concentration of, uh, of newspapers. And then we have one alternative weekly up in, up in Anchorage. But, um, this is actually my second stint as digital director for WIC Communications. I was a digital director about 10 years ago. And then as I, as I want to do over a career that started in 1995 in newspapers, I occasionally gotten frustrated with uh, newspapers and the state of the industry and the progression and left. And over the last 10 years, I've had the opportunity to, to be in, in other industries and insights and see that the rest of the world is not so different than what we're experiencing as challenges in the newspaper world. And a shout out to town news. I have to say, you know, coming back, I've just been really impressed with, you know, the quality of the town news product and the way that, uh, that you all have really accelerated, uh, the technology in the time that I've been gone. Well, Sean, I appreciate that. And I can't, um, uh, also thank you enough at, at WIC. Your team, um, is one that takes a lot of the tools that are available to them and really creates, um, incredible products on the website, uh, on various websites. You guys have, you know, we're first to jump in with our new now app and bringing those to market. And, uh, I have always respected that you guys are, are, are not afraid to go all in on digital. And, um, that, that's, you know, one area I want to jump right in. I had the pleasure of, of coming to speak to your publishers group earlier this year, um, in, in Phoenix. And it was apparent throughout that entire meeting, the passion that your leadership group has for the industry. Uh, across the board, everybody was highly engaged, understands the, the opportunities. I, I hate the word challenges because I think truly we have opportunities ahead of us 
with digital and um, just, you know, it was really refreshing to see a, a family owned group of, of smaller newspapers, but still very robust markets excited about digital and digital, digital marketing, digital content. And where do you think that excitement stems from, Sean? I mean, what makes it to where WIC is all in on, on digital growth? What's the genesis behind that? Well, that, like you said, this, this will probably be the easiest question I get during this entire uh, podcast. <laughs> I, I, I directly attribute that to the leadership of our CEO, Francis Wick. And uh, not just because he's going to be my future brother-in-law, but uh, he has really um, been watching this space. In fact, um, I, you know, I knew Francis back when I was the digital director, and he was you know, just kind of cutting his teeth uh, coming up through the ranks, you know, doing pr- practically every type of position within newspapers, but ha- he's always been interested in digital. And so we have had this um, on again, off again conversation about digital, whether I was within the media industry or outside the industry um, over the over the past 10 plus years. And his his enthusiasm, his passion for it has never waned. And I think what's different now, um, other than the fact that he has, again, paid his dues and moved into the CEO role, is he is very correctly assessing that we are at an inflection point within the industry where we've just been trying to build up momentum to a a sustainable business model. And um, as, as other newspapers, not just the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal are demonstrating, uh, we are reaching a point where people are understanding the value of what we do, um, especially on the content side, but also on the, you know, on the advertising and the advocacy for small and medium-sized businesses. And really um, just looking for us to succeed. I mean, that's... I. You know, I kind of uh, gave up for myself on, you know, larger metro newspapers, which is where I started out, just because I really felt that we had lost touch with the, with the readers in the community. And I rediscovered a passion for newspapers when uh, I came to WIC the first time, which really didn't go away and is even stronger now because of that connection to our communities and the fact that our communities are really rooting for us to succeed. They're just looking for us to produce an experience and a product that is going to make them feel good about becoming a subscriber and being, you know, and even beyond a subscriber being a member. And that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the challenge. So I, I would say right now, we're a little more uh, aspirational than what we've executed. Although uh, one of the key factors for me in coming aboard is that Alessia Lamo, the digital manager who has been leading the efforts, uh, really has had WIC moving in a good direction. So I see myself as coming in and just giving an extra push to get us over the top. You know, one of, um, you mentioned the membership models and subscriptions. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to Francis Wick on numerous occasions. And there's no question, this is probably his number one priority in not only helping Wick figure out what is the best practice in terms of subscription and digital 
uh, readership growth going forward, but I think even the industry. And so, Sean, can you kind of maybe just share a little bit of, of, of the vision for WIC in terms of, you know, what are you doing to encourage readership to subscribe online to the various digital formats? Well, we're, we're attacking on a couple different fronts, and I, I do feel um, blessed that I had the opportunity to leave the media industry for about 10 years and work um, within the user experience field and, and usability testing, um, also on the marketing side, uh, working as the uh, digital marketing director for a couple of large brands in different industries, whether it's hospitality, um, also in the TV industry. And one of the biggest takeaways for me, having been at um, literally the very first user experience session at South by Southwest Interactive, I can't even remember the year, but I remember going to the very first user experience session and it was attended by maybe 30 people in a little tiny room. And just just because that was the area of consultancy that I had I had chosen to work in with uh, with a outside firm, and then just seeing two years later that they could barely uh, fit enough people in a great big uh, hall for for user experience sessions within the technology industry, and you know that's been a bit of a longer uh, tale for the media industry and newspapers, and I would say television in particular, as far as the digital presence, in improving the online experience for the users. And there's a tendency to focus on the, the tactics and the tools that we have as the delivery mechanism. And that would be a lot like saying, well, paper is the thing that we use to deliver newspapers and tell the story, when in fact, you know, there is a whole uh, approach and a way that you interact with paper that that makes a print experience work. And the same thing with digital. So first and foremost, we're really focused on what do we do with the user experience, and that involves uh, areas such as uh, you know creating journey maps uh, for the users and and process mapping for us internally as well. And how do we put the tools together to make a really delightful experience for the users? So that's that's a key part of it. And the other part is just, you know, not, not being arrogant and coming back from outside the industry and, and assuming that I or we have all the answers just because we have ideas. And so we had the good fortune to go to uh, a, a digital subscription conference uh, just about a month or so ago, the, the WAN-IFRA uh, conference mm-hmm. in New York City. And I, I was really proud that uh, and this was a, this was an initiative that Francis had suggested for myself, our audience development director, and our digital manager to go out there. And we were the smallest company represented there. I mean, we're in the room there with um, you know Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, you know, also Gatehouse Media, you know, larger at the small ones. But really understanding what are the things that are being done out there that are working. And bringing that back. And I was really encouraged to see um, areas such as really focusing on, on mapping the user experience, uh, really leveraging data, and uh, really using the intelligence 
you know, the algorithmic intelligence that, you know, unfortunately has been used against us as, as has been well documented in the last year or so, but use it to uh, generate, you know, stronger relationships with our audience and explain to them, this is why, you know, we need you to help support this journalism. What's your thoughts on pricing? You know, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, is it, you know, micro payments versus day passes, you know, what's the perfect pricing for a, you know, one day recurring or a one month recurring subscription? Is it $9.95, $12? It seems like as an industry, we always get caught up in what's the perfect dollar, dollar amount. Um, do you have those same conversations within, within WIC? Uh, just kind of curious and, and, and from your experience there at WIC, what have you found to be kind of the sweet spot in terms of pricing? Well, now that is a really tough question because it is going to, you know, it's going to vary market by market and even beyond pricing, what is the right model? I don't, I don't think we have the right answer. I, I, do, I am encouraged in seeing, um, you know, some newspapers out there leveraging the data and the intelligence and the algorithms to even create adjustable pricing because at, at the end of the day, the best pricing model is the one that someone is willing to pay because it's worth it to them. And that's really what we're examining, although probably not from the get-go. I mean, right now we are, you know, your traditional either uh, a hard paywall or, you know, a metered. Um, and in, in some of our newspapers' cases, they're still, you know, available for free. But, um, you know, it really, it really is going to vary from market to market. And the only way to, to find out is to try some different things. So we haven't, we haven't ruled out any model. We're, we're having conversations um, with potential partners who uh, focus in micropayments. We're, we're looking at folks who, who do the algorithmic-driven uh, recommendations, you know, around, you know, a metered uh, system that, that gets to, you know, a subscription package. Um, you know, we're part of the invisibly initiative where, uh, which is, which is very interesting to me, although I realize it's, it's a little bit more conceptual because they're still in the beginning, beginning stages of it. Um, because we do have to think about the integration of our two business models as we move forward. If we're, you know, if, if we're going to a completely subscription based model, what does that do for advertising? Uh, you know, we know that people don't like traditional banner ads and we know that ad blockers are, are really prevalent, but there are a lot of opportunities to create connections with our small and medium sized businesses that are going to be of higher value. And it's really incumbent on us to help lead the way rather than, you know, come up with the next version of a pop-up blocker. But that's where we have to also think about, okay, as we're migrating into a subscription model, what that, what does that do? you know, to our advertising model. Although I think we could all benefit from, uh, you know, losing a little, a little in, of inventory uh, in order to get a higher quality interaction. So in terms of content, um, you know, there's been a lot of newspapers looking at more of, well, I guess, what you would call the freemium model, uh, where subscribers, get access to premium content that non-subscribers would not. 
Is that something that WIC has looked at in the past? And I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on the, on the freemium type model. Well, I think the, where we are now, um, what's most exciting to me about where we are now is I think we're much closer to uh, the NPR model. And, and for years, I've, I've really used NPR as kind of a model for digital innovation in a lot of areas, which is, I think, unique to the business model they have. And, of course, you know, insert tote bag joke here. Um, but I think there, there, there really is a connection between what NPR tries to do in terms of articulating the value of their programming, getting people to support them. Um, of course, at the end of the day, you do have the option to, you know, consume their content for free. But what's been nice about their model is it's been very platform agnostic. And that's where a subscription model and the fact that the, the tools are now there that make it a lot easier for us to do a subscription model and, um, you know, the willingness to pay is there. So as far as the premium model, I, I almost look at it as, you know what, um, the, the quality of the journalism that we're producing is such that, you know, A, we need your support, you know, QNPR model. Uh, B, you know, we're going to ask you to pay something. Uh, you know, if you're, if, you, if you're just popping in, uh, especially if you're popping in from outside of our local areas, uh, you know we're probably not going to bug you too much about that. We want to we want to give you a taste of the quality of what we're producing, but rather than um, focusing on giving away a large amount of the content moving forward and then providing premium incentives, I think it really is about saying, you know, the core product here is worth something. And we're going to deliver it to you on whatever platform is going to be best for you. If you are a print subscriber and you want an e-edition, we will do that. We're just going to bundle all of this together, your digital access, your print, your e-edition. But we're not going to make a distinction between uh, how you're accessing the content. Of course, you know, there are certain you know, public service content, which, of course, every newspaper uh, is really devoted to providing outside a paywall, you know, breaking news should always be outside of that. Absolutely. But, you know, really looking at, you know, what, what, what is, what is the core experience that's the public service? And then the rest of it, you really need to encourage people to, to participate and be part of the community. Well, and I, I encourage folks to go to myheraldreview.com. Uh, it's the site for Sierra Vista, obviously the flag, you know, the, the home newspaper for WIC communications and click on the subscribe button. And I, I want to give you guys, you know, some, some major props. I think you have a very clean subs, you know, subscription page and experience. I know you guys have worked really hard over the past year to, to make that as user friendly as possible. And, you know, the options are well laid out, you know, easily digestible. And, and you guys have done a great job, a great job with that. And, I know you're always looking for ways to improve it, but I think, you know, just having that right there top of mind, the big subscribe button in the right-hand side, the very nice, clean, uh, formatted page just uh, takes a little confusion away for the, for the reader. So well, curious, yeah, yeah. Sean, curious, do you guys do any type of, you know, reader town halls or, or you know, in your markets? How, in, how much are the newsrooms or the editors being encouraged to, 
make the readers part of the process. And I asked this question because I was in a market in Indiana recently, and I was so impressed with um, what they were doing. They were having a weekly coffee and donut session at the newspaper from eight to nine every Friday morning. And you know the editor and publisher were there, various newsroom folks were there. They had kind of a small agenda on things they would cover, but it was just a come and go as you please type of situation. And you know, they were some days they, you know, some weeks they would have five people show up and some weeks they'd have, you know, 35 people show up. Makes for maybe a lot of stale don't stale donuts if they don't have a lot of people. <laughs> but you know, it, it was one of the takeaways that they shared was it was a it made them really reconsider what they were covering. You know, they what they thought was important wasn't necessarily important to the readers. So curious within your newsroom, Sean, how 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 encouraged are your newsrooms to get that kind of reader feedback? And how important is that for you all? Well, that's absolutely essential. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a component that is a refreshing uh, new addition for me coming back to, uh, you know, not just with communications, but, um, you know, the newspaper industry. I, I hate to even say the newspaper industry, but that's still the delineation that we make. And, yeah. and we, and, you know, we've shifted our language to say, uh, you know, we're a communications company, but I think what's, what's completely appropriate is to the point that you're making is, you know what, we're not a media company, we're not a communications company, we're not a multimedia company, we're a community company. And that's that's where I've just really been trying to transition my own language and encourage that transition in the language, you know, with our publishers, with our digital team, um, all the way through, is that we are a community company. And that that's demonstrated more by what I've seen. And I've, I've only been back with Rick now for about five months, but what I've seen um, in terms of what Francis has done and what our publishers are doing at each of the newspapers to encourage that participation. Um, you know, for example, you know, we're very excited about the now apps that we're launching with town news. You know, it's something that, um, you know, these small, these smaller communities have not really had available to them before. Uh, we know that apps have been out there for a while, but the fact that we're coming into our small markets with, um, you know, with this really efficient way to present our coverage and, and interact with our communities is huge. So as part of our rollout, we're doing community events um, to promote the apps and have these discussions. And in addition, we have some of our uh, some of our newspapers do exactly what you're talking about. They'll have like a weekly or a monthly um, kind of advisory board uh, or just, you know, open to the public sort of meeting um, in Green Valley, for example, uh, right outside of right side of outside of Tucson. Um, I was just there last week having a meeting with them and they had um, the sticky uh, notes up on the up on the wall from their advisory board meeting where they were discussing coverage and the types of things that people wanted to see. And that's, that's going to be absolutely critical, especially because as much in the digital space as we've seen the detachment that occurs as people get locked behind their devices, there's an opportunity for us because we are in the communities. We're out there. We do reporting in the communities. Our sales folks go out, you know, and, and physically interact with people 
it's it's that face-to-face contact that really is going to set us apart. Uh, the digital tools are there to enhance what we're able to do physically in the community. So, um, you know, things such as, you know, uh, we're, we're being very aggressive in moving forward with events, both events that we put on or events that we work with advertisers to put on. But the whole idea is bringing people back together after we've had these screens separated. Well, and that's where I think small, small to medium-sized media companies and, and WIC fits that model to a T. You know, that, that's what I think separates them from some of our, our, our larger media peers is that they are so ingrained in the community. I mean, you know, yeah, when you look when, yeah. when you look at a market of fifteen thousand people, it's you know, obviously it's the, the what's going on in the city, what's going on in the school districts, what's going on in the local business, you know, the business community. And, you know, the only place they're going to get that news, you know, from a trusted source is from the local newspaper. And, you know, I just oh. we have to get that the local media you know, whether, whether it be Sierra Vista, Sierra Vista or one of my old newspapers in, in Neosho, Missouri or, or Waxahachie, Texas is, you know, we just have to make it part of their daily routine again for, for some folks that we may have lost. And, um, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah, to, to your point, um, it, it is interesting because I do remember long before I ever, you know, even knew what communications was. And I was, uh, you know, helping lead the digital efforts for the Arizona Republic. And at the time, you know, I was put in charge of really uh, working with the different uh, community bureaus. <laughs> you know, they, they used to, because anybody who's been to Phoenix realizes it's a, it's a huge area, but they had really good uh, coverage within different parts of the city and the outlying areas. And what's interesting is when I would go to those bureaus, I would get that community newspaper feel that I didn't have when I was back at near the main Arizona Republic. And, you know, to your point, you really have to be able to connect on that very local because even within communities, people, you know, people will segment and say, well, I'm south side of this town or I'm north side of this town. And people identify, you know, really at a neighborhood level. And then, you know, in addition to that, going to the, um, to the habits question, that's where over the last 10 years and having had the opportunity to conduct literally at this point, you know, uh, more than a thousand usability tests, probably at this point, thousands of usability tests across industry. There's nothing that really replaces being able to uh, have a user demonstrate on your website or on your app, um, you know, at first you had to do it in person, have them come into a lab, but now we have the tools to do it remotely in a more natural environment and not do a focus group and say, what do you want? But say, show me what you do, you know, give them a task and have them walk you through and, and say what's going on in their mind. And I've learned that, you learn so much when you have somebody focused on a task and you watch what they're doing and they just naturally start telling you, wow, I really hate when this happens or I really love when this happens. And so it's, you know, it's a combination of that physical presence, but then also being able to be a reporter 
um, with the users as they demonstrate how they interact with your, with your online product. So Sean, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Jed and, and get your feedback on this topic. So I personally think there is a window of opportunity to engage with the, the 25 to 35 year old reader. Because when you, and I think you and I are very close in age, just like Jed and I were, and uh, I have a lot more gray hair than both of you, I think. Um, but, but, you know, I, you know, I subscribe to iTunes. I subscribe to Netflix. You know, I subscribe to the MLB package so I can watch the St. Louis Cardinals, the best baseball team in the world, uh, without, without blinking an eye. You know, and, and if I cancel my Netflix account, I would be taken hostage in the house by my family. How how can we or can you know can we get the local media subscription to be part of that? It is just every month and it's you know hits the credit card, no one even thinks about it. It is just vital. And because I do think People of the 20, you know, the 20 somethings, I hate to call them millennials. I I kind of almost hate that term now. They will pay for content as long as they see value in it. You know, I remember getting everything. I mean, Napster and music for free and, you know, all of that. You know, they don't really remember that as much now. Do you think window here? Because, you know, they, they have no problem turning over 10 bucks to Spotify and 12 bucks to Netflix and, and so on. Oh, absolutely. And then, by the way, Rick, you are a handsome man, gray hair or no. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to my, uh, my Arizona Diamondbacks facing off against your Cardinals uh, as we move forward in baseball season. But, well. um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, what, what I've seen, um, and, and a lot of this I've seen in usability testing and also, you know, having been in you know, working in a couple of other areas around consultancy where, where, you know, I've had interactions with that age group, which is typically younger than your typical newspaper reader. And it really, it really speaks to the agility and the nimbleness of your content and your experience and the ability for it to coexist with other experiences. And I think that's, that's where we have our biggest challenge and I'm, I'm not advocating um, that we give the keys to the store over to Facebook like we've done previously. Yeah. But, you know, making sure that we're, we're crafting the right experiences for the right environment and, you know, naturally leading them back to a place where they can kind of settle down into an easy chair, start adopting a habit of an informed uh, citizenship, you know, of going beyond that, um, you know, that Instagram photo or that Snapchat, you know, video and having that just kind of set off a little light bulb and kind of guide them back to, and Hey, here's, here's a place where you can actually dive deeper into this. And, you know, for example, I've, I've been really impressed with some of the things that, that Vox has done around, um, you know, just, just like laying the, the foundation for, you know, here are the things you need to know. Uh, here's how we can create kind of these snackable experiences that will stair-step you. Or the way that we use visuals, 
Um, you know, it's unfortunate that in our industry, we've had to, out of necessity, I suppose, you know, cut photographers from our payrolls, uh, cut, you know, and, and just kind of put on our wordsmiths the task of trying to create visuals and, and all of those things that really resonate video, photographs, uh, you know, graphics, things like that. So we really have to look at how we tell the story in a variety of ways. And, you know, you, you talk about, um, you know, Spotify. It's, um, you know, as, as you mentioned, when, when you and I were getting music, it was, okay, well, you know, we'll download this album from iTunes or we'll even download the single or we'll, you know, pull, pull this down from Napster. Napster and, yeah. Yeah. and what, what's interesting, and, and I can say this because, um, you know, being in a band that's now created an album where we created a CD and we created download cards um, and also, you know, contracted with CD Baby to do streams, the only thing, and, you know, we're finding that our, you know, our typically older audience, uh, a few of them still have CD players and they'll, you know, they'll do that. Nobody does a download card, but everybody streams because they're snacking content across a wide range of channels. And that's where, you know, the work that, that Town News is doing with Over the Top, for the, for the cord cutters, um, you know, uh, podcasts, such as what you're doing here now, you know, looking at uh, what we can do through speaking to your Amazon Echo and talking to Alexa. I was struck over the holidays, you know, seeing my nieces and, and nephews when we, when we went to visit, how effortlessly they interact with Alexa for all sorts of content. And these are six, seven-year-old kids. That's amazing. And so really looking at, you know, what is the user experience and crafting the solutions around the experience? Because if, if we try to create a solution for every platform and do everything on every platform, it's, it's not sustainable and it will just annoy the heck out of people. Well, there's a couple more things I want to want to make sure that we cover before before I let you go. And again, I can't thank you enough for the time, Sean, but I thought just quickly, you know, 2018, it's amazing, but we're nearing the, uh, the final quarter coming up here very soon. It's August football season is, is around the corner. Um, you know, looking at the year so far for WIC communications, what do you think if you had to say, what, what do you think the big win has been so far uh, for 2018 for you guys? Well, I think the biggest opportunity um, has been really looking at the um, the emergence of of video opportunities. Uh, we we haven't yet capitalized on those, but I'm really encouraged to see you know our newsroom starting to experiment with it, uh, starting to look at it um, on the on the advertising side. You know, for example, we went after you know, a six figure, uh, contract in one of our smallest markets that a TV station had and, and beat out the competitors with, with lower bids as far as a, a video based product. Now, unfortunately, the, the TV station that had it previously, and this was with the chamber of commerce in that community, the TV station had bungled it so badly that, uh, 
unfortunately, the uh, the businesses that were part of the chamber weren't really interested in looking at the the, the new solution, but. It was encouraging to see that the people who did pay attention and vetted all of the proposals that came in decided that our proposal uh, with a video-based solution was one that they really wanted to pursue, and we're pursuing that with other, you know, with other areas as well. Um, you know, but the other the other part of it is um, I didn't realize when I came back to WIC how rare a bird we are that we still have a central design team that builds our advertising. Um, not only our ads, but also, you know, to, to create editorial content, promotional content, that sort of thing. And we're starting to get interest from uh, parties, you know, whether they're, they're other businesses or, um, you know, other partners in the digital area around us providing uh, design uh, resources for them. So, you know, those are, those are a couple of the areas, but uh, obviously our, our biggest initiative is really transitioning to a subscription model so that we can, you know, really, uh, you know, reinvigorate a commitment to our newsrooms and to the content that we're doing uh, above and beyond what we're doing right now. And the last thing is you look at 2019 and beyond, Sean, if, if there's one area of focus that that you are not focused on today at all you know there's not one project in the works it's maybe not even a post-it note on the wall yet uh but you know what's in 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 sean's mind which is maybe a scary place to go but in sean's mind uh you know what's kind of on the horizon for you in terms of of local media especially when it comes to digital that maybe uh, needs to be brought to the forefront a little bit more well, a particular area of passion for me is uh, Internet of Things um, opportunities. I, I think we're we're just starting to to scrape the you know the surface on that with um, with voice interactions with Alexa. But yes, yeah, the the opportunity to start incorporating you know our narratives, helping our readers you know, advertisers solve issues with technology that's embedded into our physical spaces. Um, I think that that's going to be an incredibly exciting area. And the reality is that if you actually map the journeys and understand the audience, the technologies to execute most of these things are, all, are already here. So the, the, the people who are going to win are the people who are going to understand their audience the best. And this is, this is what we do. You know, this is, this is what we've done for, you know, hundreds of years at this point. Um, and there's no reason that uh, anybody else should take this. And, and we've seen the dangers when a technology focused company that doesn't realize, you know, the impact that they can have on society is leading that charge. So there's no reason for us to not take, uh, take control of that. Sean. Again, can't thank you enough for spending some time with me. Uh, I, I uh, can't encourage those who are listening to this that, that work at you know, uh, newspapers of any size, whether it be a small weekly, medium-sized daily, large daily. If you see any of the uh, leadership from WIC Communications, make sure and grab them. You know, have a conversation with, with Francis Wick, the CEO, Sean, you know, his team. You know, find, you know, 
glean some best practices from them. Check out their websites. A great one again is myheraldreview.com. Um, the sites, I, I, I say this and I say it not just because you're on the episode with me, Sean. I, I use the Wix sites as a shining example of what a small to medium market can do with the town news tools because you guys do an incredible job with them. And, um, well, I, I really appreciate that. I I appreciate you having me on and, and, uh, you know, I, I feel humble to have the opportunity to essentially express, uh, the achievements that, uh, have already been accomplished by Francis and Alessia and, you know, uh, Ian from the, from the digital team, as well as all of our publishers. And we're looking forward to doing more. And, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is as, uh, as legacy newspaper companies, we've all got to stick together. And I think that's the biggest thing because we've all got to support each other. We've got to find ways. And that's why I've been grateful to have some nice conversations and collaborations with other newspaper companies outside. So always happy to, you know, provide whatever wisdom I can provide. And I'm always looking to learn from somebody else. Awesome, Sean. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Rick. Thank you. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Sean Fitzpatrick with WIC Communications. I think it's quite obvious uh, that Sean definitely has uh, his pulse on what is going on in terms of uh, the digital media landscape and the newspaper industry. I really hope that you were able to uh, glean some best practices in what uh, WIC is doing well when it comes to their, their digital products. And again, highly encourage you to check out some of their websites, myheraldreview.com, uh, which is the website for the Sierra Vista newspaper, is a great example of, of, of some of the tools that they're using through Town News and, and bringing those tools to life with a very engaging uh, product for their audience. So, uh, four episodes down on the Blocks cast, and we have some good guests lined up. Uh, some folks who are uh, within the industry, I think, and, and have a pretty strong impact in what the newspaper industry is doing with digital media. We will talk to some other town news customers and hopefully, uh, again, share some best practices on how they're using the platform uh, to find digital uh, success, whether it be an audience growth or revenue growth. And then also, you know, sit down with some of our town news employees as well. Uh, we are uh, blessed to have uh, over 100 employees at Town News, and many of our employees have uh, very, very interesting stories, a lot of experience, and we hope to share those uh, things with you here very soon. So again, episode four of BlocksCast is in the books. We're four episodes down. We have a lot more to go. Highly encourage you to subscribe to the BlocksCast on iTunes. And again, thank you for listening. I'm Rick Rogers, Vice President of TownNews.com, and let's talk soon.